Nerds International proudly presents Hello, welcome and all that shit. Welcome to the Forum Beggars. This is a DCC RPG actual play featuring Grimald and uh Yeah, about that you'll just have to listen to the episode. <laughs> Welcome back to our DCC actual play. Today we are here with Nick Lamley and, well, just Nick Lamley. How's it going, Nick? Hello, yes, not bad. I am here. Yeah, you are here. That's... In stereo. <laughs> <laughs> For the first time in stereo. Yeah, we've been upgraded. <laughs> so, let's do a quick character introduction. Who are you playing today, Nick? Hello, I'm, I am playing Grimald and I am a uh, vagrant hobbit. So, with that... Let's get on with this actual play. Yeah. Previously on the Foreign Beggars, Grimald and Minoc have been trying to sort out the world. Why? Because they had got two chaotic items and smashed them together, resulting in the biggest cataclysm that their world had ever seen. Yeah, sorry about that. And now they've been trying to sort these things out. One of which had been that the Grimald's village, Higginbotham-on Sea, had been taken over by Cutthroat Jenkins, one of the worst, most hideous beings on this planet. Mm-hmm. And he had been running these death races. And unfortunately, Minoc had suffered a grim fate and had fallen off the back of the wagon during this race. But fortunately, during this race, Grimald had managed to destroy Cutthroat Jenkins and obliterate him against the wall. Oh, yes. (laughs) And that's where we're going to sort of pick up from this time. You are on the lawful plains once again. You stand upon a hillock in a vast meadow of pristine, precision-cut, bright green grass. Not a single imperfection blemishes this pasture, except for one. In front of you is a freshly dug gravelet. Next to it, an intricately carved, half-sized elfwood coffin, which awaits lowering into the planar soil. As well as a priest, many familiar faces can be seen encircling the burial site. You see Jason Connolly, the scribe, the head wizard, Luke Enyart, the guard of innumerable items, Sean Richer, Zovia, the ultimate goddess of law, Keith, and of course, Lex Elia. The priest begins to speak. Friends, loved ones, and of course, Jason. <laughs> no? Tough crowd. There is a pause. A chill wind blows over the funeral, despite the plane's two suns beaming down upon the procession. Before Minox's mangled corpse is to be committed to the plane of law, I now hand you over to someone who would like to say a few words. Minox's best friend, Grimbad. Uh, Grim, Grimold. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, well, first of all, I'd like to thank you all for coming. <laughs> Sorry, uh, uh, <laughs> my allergies. And, uh, right, okay. Um, I'd thank, I'd like to thank you all for. Uh, Sorry, really? No, I'm just going to walk away for yeah, a minute. Okay, F- thank you, Father. Uh, I'd like, first of all, I'd like to thank you all for coming. Um, 
And I just wanted to make sure we definitely can't bring my, my mate back, no? We are, like, in a magic land and all that. I know I've asked a few times before, but anyone? Well, you know, if a corpse is really mangled, you can't bring it back. Right. I mean, really mangled. Well, I know. I know he weren't in the best shape when I brought him back. You know, a few bits missing and everything, but... He looks like an upset tub of jelly! True. But at the same time, so there's no... There's no... There's, we're doing this then. We're actually going to put my friends in the ground, are we? Lexalia speaks up and she, in her orb form, sort of comes over and puts a glowing energy arm round you and goes, Grimald, there's no way. You you saw what he looked like. So this truly is the end. I'm... I'm really hella sorry, friend. <laughs> Fine. Well, I'll use my other speech then. Uh, Grimald puts the first bit of paper he had away and gets the second bit out. Uh, well... I knew Minoc for quite some time. He was a... He was a... Well, he well, was a dwarf. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, he had delusions of grandeur. And yeah, yeah, he was... Well, let's be honest. Delusional pretty much most of the time. I don't even know if that accent was real, blessing, But the point is... He was my friend. He was the only one... That truly saw me for who I am. Brilliant! Uh, Great I, speech! I haven't finished yet. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, he's, he, he saw through the killer and the monster. And he's, he, he touched a part of me that no one else has ever touched before. Wait, no, we shouldn't be bringing up that kind of stuff no, at a funeral. Wait, this is... is no, <coughs> I meant... I meant my heart. Uh, your arse? My, my heart. Oh, sorry. So he touched me in places I had never felt before. And through this touching, a true friendship did grow. I'm sorry. What? What's <laughs> it just? I'm. Do you know this is the most sensitive thing I've ever said? I know, but it's a bit. And through this touching, a great friendship did grow. And grow it did very strong, like a true flower that grow out of the ground. And now we put Miney back into the ground from which he came from. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Were dwarves are born out of the ground? Like little flowers, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and now we commit this this beautiful flower back to the ground. Yep, yep, okay. Right, that's lunch. Wait, my last bit. Alright. Oh, for fuck. Miney, you shone too bright for this world, my friend. May you shine on That's lunch in endless slumber. That's lunch! <laughs> That's lunch! That's actually lunch now, okay? Bury the guy. <laughs> could you Could you Mining now? Shut up! And you see two of the priest's um, helpers start to lower the coffin into the Let grave. me help! Let me help! But for goodness sake... It's the least I could do. Get out of the way. Let me put him in the ground. Okay, so give me a strength roll to see if you can shove the priest's helpers out of the way. Yeah, cool. You're not doing it right. You've got to give him respect. Yeah, you shove one of them out of the way. Uh, but as you do so, he sort of lets go of the rope that he was holding. Oh! Um, tumbles to the floor. As a result, you see Minoc's coffin go tumbling into no! the soil and crash downwards. And he's like, well, there you go. This uh, is why we don't let people help. I was just trying to... Oh, for God. No, I'm never going to make my fucking lunch date. How can you think about food on a sad time like this? It's the only thing I think about. Right. Ham. 
I think I've cracked the coffin. Right, let me do it. at least put the dirt on his mangled little face. <sighs> I'm going to pick it up with my hands and start flicking the dirt into the grave. Yeah, you flick some dirt on onto, onto the co- coffin and he's like, Will you... Will you go away? Okay, I think I've done enough damage. And I love you, Miney. The coffin does not respond. <laughs> After the funeral, it's time for the wake. You're in the highest room of the wizard's tower. The cold stone floors and dank smell of potions and old books seem almost fitting. Minoc's final days were spent mostly delving into dungeons, and this place smells exactly like one. The guests all stand around in small groups, having somewhat hushed conversations. You hear music, although the source of it is unclear. Nonetheless, it's pleasant to hear something other than sobbing. As you enter, you notice many of the mourners trying not to look at you, or at least, they look and quickly look away, the same way they used to with Minoc's leg, like they're pretending they weren't glancing over. Right, where's the ale? I need a drink. You can see a table over in the corner that has all sorts of drinks on it, sort of um, ales, whiskies, um, some potions of some kind. Yeah, I'm gonna gonna, uh, make a beeline for the bar. Yeah, as you go over to the bar, you can see that Jason Connolly is over there and he is leaning on it and he's like, Right, mate. Oh, hello, Jason. How be you? Yeah, alright. Bit fucking bored, to be honest with you. But bored, why? Well, it's not the most lively of parties, is it? Well, it's a funeral, mate. Oh, right. Never... Oh, is that what this is? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't... <laughs> oh, you what? silly little wazook. What happened? You know, not much. Only the fact that I had to put my best friend to the ground. He must have really annoyed you. No. He fell off a wagon in a death race and got mangled by Cutthroat Jenkins. I really need to read the fucking newsletters, mate. Yeah, What's mate. Go- What the mate. fuck is going on around here? What? You mean, where- they're old and death races up in the lawful plains now? Uh, not in a lot. Well, no, we kind of, uh, well, it, it, I mean, in a roundabout way, we may have caused the death race. Roundabout way being the word. Oh, uh, you mean because of the fucking cataclysm that you caused? Oh, yeah, the little egg incident, egg and sword incident, you know. Oh, the death race was one of one of the incidents caused by that. Yeah. Kinda. I did wonder why everyone was wearing black, you know. Well, yeah. Because, because... I, sh- I probably shouldn't have worn this. And he points down at his rainbow suit and he's like... He's rather uh, vivid. I, thought, I just thought it was a normal party, you know what I mean? Well, well, no, we should make it. Do you know what, Jason? You're absolutely right. It is a party. No more feeling morose. No more feeling like toast. Let's, let's fucking... Let's party. Here, you want a drink? Remember I said um, when we first met, I'll stick to the poems. No more feeling that morose, no more feeling that toast. That's terrible, mate. Well, you know, I've had a long day. But yeah, I'm up I'm, for a party. You let's know, let's, let's have a dance. I would like to make a toast. Everyone turns around to look at you. Mine at once told me that the only way you can make it in this world is if you have lots of money. Now, I've never had money, so I wouldn't know. But good luck to him. To my knock. Everyone raises their glasses and you can hear everyone in the room cheer and start to clap. Yeah! Yeah! Now this, this party, this party, let's rock this place. Like mine, not, well, it did, well, to be honest, it didn't like loud noises, but screw it. Right, party stop, party. Well, you've got to know when to cut off a speech. Oh, right, sorry, yeah, 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 to mine. And then everyone cheers once again, but yeah. this, this time it's slightly lesser. Oh. 
and then you can see Jason Connolly go to the middle of the room and start to dance and he's like let's be fucking having you <laughs> that's the spirit Jason let me show you my moves As you start to dance in the middle of the room, you see that Zovia, the ultimate goddess of law, comes over to you, her giant uh, form towering 30 feet above you, and her flowing blonde hair sort of mesmerizes you, and she looks down at you, and she says, Grimald, as well as having a good dance is a good thing to celebrate a friend's life, you do know there is much to be done. Well, like cleaning and... And that kind of stuff. I know we're making a little bit of a mess, but, you know. Uh, cleaning, in a sense, yes. Because, if you recall, you made the world a very dirty place. If you're referring to the little mistake, the little whoopsie that we had, then you're all right. Little mistake. There is much to be done. Meet me back at the throne area as soon as you can. I will permit you a small dance. I know this is a very tough time for you, Grimald, and that's why we laid this funeral on for your friend. However... We cannot partizzle all the time. May I have but just one more drink? You may. Do you know what, Zovia? You're the most loveliest goddess I've ever met. That is something I've literally never heard said about me. Oh, well, it's true. Your hair is like fire. Like beautiful fire. Flattery will not make this any easier for you, Grimald. There is much work to be done. Fine, fine, I'll be at the bar. Yeah, see you shortly. Thanks. And you see her stomp out of the room. Uh, Grimm's going to walk over to the bar, he's going to pour himself a shot, take it, and then he's also going to pour a second shot, pour it on the floor and go, This is for my homeboy. Pour a shot onto the floor for, for Minoc, and then you can see that uh, Jason Connolly's like, Don't waste that! It's for mine, eh? You, you carry on dancing, Rainbow Boy. Alright. And you see him doing the robot in the middle of the room. <laughs> Lovely. Okay, yeah, cool. I'm going to take my shot and then I'm going to, I'm going to walk. I'm, yeah, I'm going to have one more dance. Yeah, have you ever heard of a, uh, have you ever heard of a dance, Jason, called the, uh, the, uh, Walla Walla Fizz Bass? You know what? I haven't made it. Show it to me. Let me show you. <laughs> Give me an agility roll to see how well the dance goes. <laughs> 19. You do the best dance ever, and everyone in the room starts clapping rhythmically. Da, 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 da. It is a fitting tribute to Minox's memory. Yes. <laughs> I've done you proud, buddy. After Minox Wake, you leave and go to the throne area. You ascend the golden stairs to the wide disk of cloud that makes up the diminutive plane of thrones. There appears to be the remnants of a recent battle littering the floor. Dried blood and frog organs can be seen littering the cloud floor. Sitting atop her immense cloud throne, Zovia's bewitching blue eyes, tired from a day's morning, stare down at you. She nods to greet you, stands up out of her throne towering 30 feet over you, and waves her hand, summoning the scrying orb that you used before to look upon the terribles of the world. Grimald, it is always sad to lose a friend, yet 
As I mentioned before, there is much work yet to be done to rectify your past mistakes, and there can be little time for breaks. Come, let us look at the scrying orb. Let us look at this bolt. You glance into the orb, and the first image you see is a gigantic lizard, 150 feet tall. The last time you saw this beast, it was referred to as a Trex. It appears to be having a great time, and it still continues to tear through Fanning City, your old hometown, destroying buildings, eating pubs, and stomping on nobles. This time, however, you can see that soon there will be little of Fanning City left. Oh, that was messy. Oh dear. Oh dear. This looks bad. Oh dear. I used to like that corner. Mm-hmm. Well, it's hardly a corner now, more of a pile. Yeah. Oh dear. Well, um, we actually got Connolly to look into this being a little bit, and we can see that there were some ancient civilizations that called this thing a T-Rex. T-Rex, Yes, eh? it, is, it is being uh, uh, known as a dinosaur. Dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I'll be honest with you, I don't like looking at that at all. Yes, quite. Uh, any less fearsome options before I go and duel with certain death? Less fearsome, I don't know, but there is another option. Come. Okay. Gaze upon the globe once again. Let's have a look. You gaze again into the orb. The second image is of an old rival, a wealthy businessman and the previous owner of the Drunken Eel pub in Fanning City, Owen Lean. Once a prisoner in the Chaos Realm, he was freed by the cataclysm that you brought about and now wears a set of dark, chaotic red armour over his fat body and wields a powerful sword which allows him to take control of beasts and monsters. You see him here in the capital city of Vey, sitting atop the dais in the throne of Queen Sams. He has slain the Queen. Her bloodied, battered cadaver lays in front of Owen's chubby, armoured feet, and he glugs a lovely wine from a bejeweled goblet. He is surrounded by all manner of monsters. Zomboids, giant spiders, goblins, funglins, borglers, pingles, automatic sword throwers, ghosts, ghasts, phantasms, the phantom of the opera, and a pack of micro-bears. As you pull your head away from the orb, your sight of the vision pans out, and you can see that the army of incomprehensible monsters continues throughout the city. It seems that appalling retrobate has raised an army of evil. Will, did you see how many funglings were in there? I, I know not what a fungling be. There was at least a hundred. But I know what a micro-bear is, and I know they're dangerous. It, the, the thing is, if you get a, if you get a, a swarm of micro-bears on you, there's no coming back from that. And the less said about the automatic sword throwers, the better. I don't like the sound of that. How, uh, how is it that this urchin has become so powerful? It's the sword, you see. The sword he wields allows him to command any monster. And he's used that to raise an army. And you see how he glugs that wine. You should never glug a lovely wine. Look what he's doing. He's lording it up with his evil darkness friends. I hate him. Oh, I hate him. I'm going to blound him permanently next time. And the way the way that he commands those bingles. I, I, I've never seen such brazen waste of a bingle. Look how tight that armour be on him. It doesn't even fit him properly. It's disgusting. <laughs> he makes me sick. Me too, to my stomach. Well, you know that this is going to be quite a difficult mission because you're going to have to break into the, the, the capital city, fight your way through a complete army of darkness by yourself and kill him. Come again? Good luck. Come look, again? Look, of course, Grimald, I wouldn't allow you to do that by yourself. We do have a plan. Phew. And from a bush round the corner, you see Luke Enyart sort of saunter around. And it's Lukey. Hello. Oh, Luke, you enjoying the party? Yeah, it was all right. I've seen better, you know. 
Okay. Anyway, look, I've got a plan to help you with this mission. Yeah? Being the head wizard of this entire plane of existence... <coughs> yeah? Don't laugh. I didn't. I uh, merely had something in my throat. Speak. Do, do speak, old great wizard. You see him straighten out his pointy hat and get a big scroll out and he's like, See this? Yeah. This is a portal scroll. No, it's not. It's a bit of paper. No. It's what's written on the paper that gives its power. Oh, I see. So Runes. Runes. I can't, I can't, Sovia, Sovia, hold me back, hold me back. And you see him sort of like <laughs> bunching up his fists. <laughs> and she's like, no, I'm not going to do that. Just to get on with the plan. Please don't hurt me, Luke. <sighs> My knees be knocking. He's, he's mocking me, Zovia. He's mocking me. He's openly, he's brazenly mocking me. I'm not Zovia. What do I do think I am? Look, both of you, shut up. Just discuss the plan. Sorry, sorry. <sighs> okay. Take a breath, Luke. Shut up. Okay. Look, you're obviously not going to be, be able to sneak into that castle yourself and destroy him. No matter how sneaky you are, a thousand monsters have more than a thousand eyes, assuming at least they have two each. I mean, that's not counting cyclopses, of course, and, and I'm assuming there's at least five cyclopses in there. Anyway, it doesn't matter. You're not going to sneak in there. I'm not going to sneak in there. We're not. You're not, you're not going to be able to sneak up on Owen and stab him in the back yourself, right? I am very, very sneaky. Not sneaky enough, I fear. Okay, alright. So, taken. this portal scroll will allow you to portal into another dimension. Well, that bit of paper can send me into another dimension. Correct. Wow. It will open up a portal, and you will go into another dimension, simply walk the amount of distance needed to get to the capital, and then portal back, and hopefully portal back behind where Owen is, and stab him in the fat. <laughs> it's like a, a pan-dimensional assassination. Exactly. Oh. So hopefully, the portal which transports you into another dimension will portal you into somewhere that's far easier to cross, hopefully. Hopefully. So we know not what this other dimension be like. Not at all. So it could be rolling hills of fluffiness. It probably will, hopefully. Oh, I like this plan all the more so now. So all you do, portal into the other dimension, walk north to where the capital is in that dimension, Yeah. and then portal back, and then bingo, bango, bongo. In the fat, job done. Yes, because you will hopefully portal back behind him and kill him. I, I, the word hopefully doesn't fill me with uh, hope. Oh, just ignore that. It's her, It's a habit he has. So okay. hopefully it will go well. Right. See, I'm doing it now. Oh, okay. Well, hopefully I survive, eh? <laughs> yeah? Nah, no. all right. All right, let's go. Yes. Um. Anyway, Uh. good luck, I guess. Thanks. Is there uh, any, any last words of advice or maybe, I don't know, some aid? Sorry, were you saying something? Uh, forget it. Right, where's this hole? Get, oh, do I climb yes, into this paper? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll open it up. This may take some time, so allow me just to concentrate for, for a while, okay? And you see the portal open up. Well, that was faster than expected. Anyway, hop in, will you? Just jump in, yeah? Yeah, just hop in the portal. All by myself? Yep. Uh, what? Well, I don't need a quick wee. Have I got time? Well, it's, I suppose. All right. I'll tell you what, I'll hold it. It won't, it won't come out in transport, will it? Well, hopefully not. Hopefully. Right, hopefully. All right, I'm, getting, I'm hearing a lot of that hopefully today. Right, alley-oop. You jump into the portal and you feel your body being dearranged and rearranged and placed in another dimension entirely. 
Although you've been through so many portals at this point, stepping through one is like putting on a shirt, this one is different. As you fly through the black and white vortex, shades of blue and green and new colours whiz past at infinite speeds. A sickening feeling rises in your stomach as this one takes longer. It feels like being slowly flattened and stretched out over and over, and then... you land on a cracked stony roadway which stretches a long, long way, but obviously hasn't been maintained for some time. Yellow line markings at regular intervals run down the centre of the road and also show the same signs of wear. Either side of the road you see sand and rocks and as you sit there a gust of hot air sends a jolt of putrid smell up your nares. It's a heady, intoxicating stench, not unlike that of an alchemist lab, mixed with burning copper that gives you a faint feeling of nausea. The intense heat here is immediately striking as you feel the sun's immense rays on your skin. Off in every direction, in the distance you see some great tall stone buildings all apparently the victim of some great fire. They are blackened, destroyed and crumbling. Next to you, however, there is a smaller construction, made of stone with many smashed windows and littered inside and out with debris. The building has a sign attached, which hangs on a chain. It has some strange font on it which you cannot read, but it occasionally flickers with light. Jason, you said hopefully a nice green field. What is this scorched wasteland I find myself in? As you sit there yelling to yourself on this hot roadway, I would like you to give me a perception check, please. Aye. <coughs> Eleven. You can see that a figure in the middle distance has noticed your screaming and turns to look at you and comes walking towards you. Who goes there? Who are you? Um... What? Wait. What? Could it be? Wait a second. Wait a second. Come closer. Let me gaze upon your face. Wait a second. Wait a second. Why do you sound like Grimbot? Who what? Are you Grimbot? Am I? No, no I'm Grimold. No, you're, you're Grimbot, but not a robot. I know what not what a robot is. Wait, where, where have you come from? The um, sky. Mm, something's But Grimbot. how is it that you are alive when I just buried you, not... Two hours ago. Well, how is it that you're not a robot and you're covered in those gross scales? What happened? Gross. I see. How are you alive? How are you start not a robot? I'm going to start slapping you. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop. You are real. I'm not used to these appendages coming from you. Are you Grimbot? <laughs> you are real. I'm going to hug you. Uh, 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 stop it. My friend, you have come back. Are you, are you a zomboid? Uh, get off. Get off. Why are your clothes so disgusting? I don't. Odd. Can you just get, get, get off me for just for one moment? Oh, I just get, need oh. to just need to think. Grimald, at this point, you take in this person, and you can see that yes, he does look very, very similar to your friend Minoc from before. Although this man is wearing some sort of armor of construction you've never seen, and on his head he has some goggles, and you can see that he has a very patchy beard, and his hair and head appears to have been burnt in places and he suffered many scars all over him 
on his side he wears a mini cannonette and he has some very heavy leather boots and things like this on and he has some missing teeth as well and his breath smells like hot foul copper you look like my friend but not you are very worn and haggard um well thank you I think and you're very scaly <laughs> yeah what is your name as uh, Braden Mindford Braden Mindford but you can call me Mad Miney Mad Miney <laughs> it's a pleasure to meet you Mad Miney it's a pleasure to meet you Grimbot uh Grim Grimold. Grim- I, I know not what a robot is, Grim- but it sounds delightful. I can't I can't get it out of my head. You're Grimbot, okay? It may be that I am going through emotional stress, and you are but a figment of my imagination, because I yearn for my friend. Actually, could you just do me a favour? Could you just turn around? I need to just see if you've got a panel on your back like you used to. Can I just... Okay. Can I just, uh, oh. Oh. That's my... That, that'd be my buttocks. Oh. Okay. Well... Satisfied. I can't say I am, but I'll stop doing that tinkering there in the older area. Yeah. Sorry. Now I've explored that crevice accidentally. Uh, who are you? I come from the sky, sent by a wizard. Right. To, uh, well, I am on a mission. I need to get to the capital city so I can transport back to my world to carry out an assassination to save the universe. <laughs> well, that sounds like a whole lot of bizbaz, but, um... I know not what Bizbaz is. Hmm. But listen, Miney Mark II. No, no, my name isn't Mark. Miney Mark II. Mad, mad Miney. Mad Miney. Why is it that they call you mad? <laughs> my Miney was not mad. Well, um, my Grimbot was a bl- robot, and look at you, you fish. Not quite a fish. More of a fishman. <laughs> anyway, will you help me on my mission? Oh, mad, mad, miney. Miney will do for short. Miney, that's better. Feels, feels natural. Well, um, to be honest, I was just out on a scavenging mission, and I was uh, heading back to the Citadel of Scrap. And what be that? He'd be at the well, capital. Well, yes. That's, I live, I live in there. You um, live there. So I could probably, you could come along. I mean, you sound like Grimbot. Uh, therefore, I think it's okay. Well, look, I've lost a friend. It seems that you have lost a friend. So it seems that this may be mutually beneficial for the two of us, considering well, we both yearn for our friends. Yeah, I've got nothing better to do. Uh, anyway, I was just trying to see if I could pick up some hot dogs from this diner. Hot dog? Is it like an animal which is warm? No. Okay, what is this hot dog you speak of? Food. Food? I could definitely eat some food. Right, Show me where these hot dogs are. Oh, you see that building there? Yeah. Let's go in. Yeah. I like you a lot. You two head into the diner, which Miney reads as Ryan's Diner. This place has been smashed to pieces. Every window is destroyed and the floor is littered with gravel, stone and broken glass. And at this point, Miney, I would like you to use one of your scavenging abilities to try to find food inside. Nice. So you have prospecting. Give me a prospecting roll. 29. You walk around the diner, opening cupboards, looking in every tiny corner, and eventually find two cans of hot dogs. And although the labels are partially damaged, yeah, Miney immediately knows that these are hot dogs. And you show these to Grimald. Ah, lovely. Check these out. I'll take the can in my hand and be like, 
Is it a funny looking food? It no. is but metal. Take that out. That hurt my tooth. You're, you're, an, you're an absolute fool. Right. Why? Give, give it here. Give yeah. it here. Give it here. Give it here. Alright, I'm gonna open it. What are you doing? Just just pay attention, pay attention. I open it, and then I'm gonna get one of the wieners out and be like, this. This is a hot dog. The food lives inside. Mm, it's not living, but this is a hot dog. And I'm gonna I'm gonna bite off half of it and then offer the other half to, to Grimbot. And I just eat this, do I? Just Just eat it, yes. <laughs> wow! Mm. This dog be delicious. Yes. How do they all fit in that little box? Well, it's, it's uh, actually a can. Oh, what? Uh, they're manufactured, and you know, there's a machine process, and you probably don't understand because. <laughs> right. Anyway, but uh, nice bit of juice here, pretty tangy, but. And it has a drink inside as well. Yes. Wow. <laughs> oh wow! So salty. <laughs> I don't know if I like the drink that accompanies the dog. As you guys are sitting there talking, you hear some music start to play on a nearby jukebox. And it's uh, it's very, very glitchy and occasionally cuts out and keeps on just glitch and keeps on glitching, stopping, starting, starting back up. Different song will play and then keeps on stopping. And then you can hear the jukebox say, Please select a song. What the? What? It appears that my diagnostics have not been run in a long time. Time. Where's that voice coming from? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Grimbot, Grimbot. Grimbot, just a minute, just a minute there. Hold your horses, you don't need your axes. Let me just see if I can find the source of this sound. You, You look round a corner and you can see that there is a jukebox that's been almost smashed to pieces it's basically in tatters on the floor and you can see that it has been absolutely smashed up there is oil leaking from it and all sorts of wires in in it hanging out from all different directions and this thing on the floor is just like for some reason my voices are all out of whack and i cannot d- d- decide on a voice pack Oh. Please run diagnostics immediately, immediately, or I will cease to exist. Grimbot, Grimbot, give me, give me a minute. I'm gonna um, go over to the uh, jukebot, and um, yeah, I'm just gonna see if I can uh, tinker it and like sort of see what's happening with it. Yeah, um, give me an intelligence roll. Why is that thing talking? Ten. Yeah, you go over to what is essentially a pile of scrap loosely connected on the floor and have a look at it. And you can see that as it speaks, it sort of lights up, and it's um, you you barely know why this thing is even connected or working anymore. And it's like, well, well, hello there, nice to meet you. Please select a deity. Well, identify yourself. My, my name is Ariel Badger. Release. Well, that is not my name. Somehow there has been a massive error. Doesn't sound well, my name. No, what's 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 happened here? Why are you in such disrepair? There ain't nothing but a hound dog. Well, that was not what I wanted to say at all. There was a man who came through here, killing, destroying, absolute destruction. He was extremely fearful, and I fear for my life every time I see that man. Man. What's what's the name of that man? Mike. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, Mike. 
well, he's currently an urban legend. I haven't seen him myself, but he is this absolute ball of destruction. One man can wipe out anything. Has he met me? <laughs> I don't get it. Let let me let me tell you a story, Grimald, okay? Alright. Supposedly, before the end times, Mike was a trucker. He lived a fairly normal life. Just kept the wheels turning, the open road, you know. Quiet guy. But you know how sometimes you get those quiet guys who are always looking for a reason to go berserk? They live their whole life according to a system. Then one day they just shoot up a school or blow a supermarket. Well, that's Mike. When the bombs hit, it was like he finally had an excuse. Like all the pent-up rage and hatred he had inside him could flourish. He just went from settlement to settlement, making a complete mess of anyone he saw. Fighting, looting, raping, shooting. He's been repeating this pattern for many years. His fighting skills have become so feared, everyone just calls him the devil. From the little understanding I did get from your speech, I gather that this Mike is a... Uh... Not something to be trifled with. Well, no, not at all. Like I just mentioned, he is the devil. I haven't seen him myself, but he, he, he is scary. I can confirm that he is not an urban legend. You see, he came through here and absolutely destroyed me. <laughs> how long ago did this happen? Yes, how long? Talking box. Five minutes. Shit. Short amount of time. Uh, what's the likelihood of him coming back? Calculating, calculating, calculating. I am a jukebox! I have no means of calculating this! <laughs> oh dear. Would you like me to play a sad song to usher in your inevitable death? Uh... Probably, uh, uh, no. Extremely I sad! I like music. That was hideous. I thought I would try to comfort you. Thank you. It wasn't. It doesn't work. It was. It, it did was nothing. Disgusting. Do, uh, please, uh, can you uh, just just let me know because of my my companion Grimbot that I lost. Um, are you one of those jukeboxes that can feel pain? Yes, actually, I am an incredible amount of pain right now. I feel like I feel like I have been stabbed with a thousand hot knives and been hit by two 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 million hydrogen bombs. Incredible, amazing, agonizing pain. Hi. And at this point, I would like you both to give me a perception roll, please. Oh, God. Eight. Uh, Fifteen. Grimald, you are completely unaware of this. You cannot hear anything. But Miney, you can hear from outside. Oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Grimbot, Grimbot. The box. Grimbot, Grimbot. Be quiet, be quiet. Hide now. Hide. Mike is coming. Who? What? The devil? The devil is coming. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn to the jukebox and go, right, I know you're in pain, so I'm just gonna unplug you now. Right? I'm gonna take you out of your misery as quick as possible. I run on oil! I'll try and I'll try and turn him off and then uh, die for cover. You would need to give me a intelligence roll to see if you know how to dismantle this robot. Twenty. You basically pull apart a few wires and then you see him go, May I say a few last words? Godspeed. Did you just kill it? A bit out of his misery. It's quite different. Anyway, I told you to hide. Oh, hide. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me go, let me go. Yeah, where do you guys want to try and hide in the diner? 
Uh, I'm going to go behind the counter, maybe. Is there a counter left or something like that? Yes, so give me a sneak roll. Sweet. And I'm going to go um, in the corner behind an overturn table, if there is one. 24 for the sneak roll. Rimmel jumps behind the counter, his feet barely making a sound. And behind there, you, you can see a lot of rubble, but you are not visible by anyone coming through the front or back door currently. Sweet. And now for my knock. Three. Skid into the corner, smashing into the table, uh. knocking it over. You are quite obviously visible, and the uh, table crashes down. At the window, you see a big, fat, bearded man, and you can see that he has a very scarred face. He looks over at you, his eyes widen, bloodshot. He takes a swig of whiskey. You can see that he holds a shotgun in one hand. His lips just disappear as he smiles at you. He breathes against the small shards of window that are still left and you can see that his hot breath just sort of makes a uh, condensation on the window and he just goes <laughs> and he cocks his shotgun. We're gonna roll it. Oh my god! Grimald, you are up first. I am going to try and find a small piece of rubble or rock or something like that and try and throw it kind of outside or out a window so it makes a noise outside and hopefully averts his attention to something else to give Marnie a bit of a chance. Cool, give me a missile attack roll please. It's a 19. You throw a rock outside, momentarily his concentration lapses. He looks to the side, taking his gaze off of Miney for a second. Next up is going to be Miney. I'm going to take this opportunity to try and dive to a different part of the diner. Um, so he doesn't know my location anymore because obviously he knew where I was. Stealth roll, please. Overall 20. As he glances away for a brief second, you quickly dive behind another one of the tables. He he then looks back to see where you've gone. He's like, oh. Next up is going to be his turn. Thinking that you've probably gone round to the back of the table you were just in front of, he blasts it with his shotgun, creating a gigantic hole in it this thing could blast a hole in a truck from 20 meters away. Jeez. And Grimald, you've never seen a shotgun before, so you think this guy's just holding a double-barreled cannon in his hand. Yeah. Grim's eyes just widen. And then he smashes the remaining glass of the window with his arm and just lurches over and walks into the diner. Okay, cool. Um, <clears throat> I am going to try and be incredibly sneaky and try and sneak around him and get there fuck out of the diner. I'm going to turn around up from underneath the counter and just scope out what's behind me. Is there any kind of like back door or kitchen area or something like that? Yeah, you can see that from behind the counter there it does lead to a, there is a door behind you. Don't know mm -hmm. where it would lead to, mm -hmm. but there is one. There's a door there. Okay, I'm going to try and sneakily go through that door. Okay, give me a stealth roll. 24. You open the door. It, it basically looks like a gust of wind has taken it as you go through that door. Yep. And you're now in a kitchen area. This place looks like it hasn't been tended to in a long time. Everything's rusty. Most of the equipment is on the floor, mm -hmm. but you're now in there. Next up is going to be Miney. Okay, I'm going to throw my only can grenade at him. 15. Roll your damage. Three. As you throw this can grenade, he is just outside the blast radius. It explodes, but all of the scrap and the gunpowder and everything inside just barely gets him. He knows where it's come from. The thing lands at his feet. He turns around and he just turns to face you. One side of his arm is completely burnt by the blast, but he just looks at you, smiling, and he points his shotgun at you. Um, 
Hello! He fires the gun. Uh, oh! Oh, that hurt. He does eight damage as he shoots you in the shin, and you can see that he is extremely pleased with himself as his smile turns to an open mouth grin. And then he advances towards you. Please, please go away. I'm sorry. He shakes his head. Next up is going to be Grimald. You're now in the back room. You've just heard another shot from this cannonade to go off. I'm going to um, start shouting. Going, I'm in here! I'm in the kitchen! I'm in this other room! Come get me! Come get me! Try and um, divert his attention towards me. Give me a personality roll, please. What happens after? That's free. Miney, you notice for a second that um, his uh, eyes flicker, but he does not even flinch as your friend is screaming from the other room. Next up is going to be Miney. Okay, I'm going to use my pipe gun and I'm gonna uh, have two attacks. A six and a four. Yeah, you fire off both shots. As he shot you in the leg, you, you're you you're very, very shaky and you manage to miss both shots. One goes into the wall, one goes into the ceiling. There was a, there was a fly behind you. Uh, <laughs> got it though, <laughs> I got it, saved you. Could have been a mosquito or something. As he gets right up to you, Miney, points the shotgun and he and he jams it into your chest and he pulls the trigger and then he fumbles. Jesus, <gasps> oh, thank you, thank, thank You see that the shotgun, although it is an extremely powerful shotgun, it, it, it fires back at him. It does an incredible amount of damage. You see that this that a hole opens up in the guy's chest and he goes, <laughs> I mean, oh. And he's, he's like, he's fumbling all around. And you see him with his left hand, that's not occupying the gun, just jam it into his chest, plugging the hole that's opened up. Oh my god. And that's he, nasty. He's wavering, but he's actually still standing. Oh my god. And he looks down at you, smiling. Next up, it's going to be Grimald. I've heard the gunfire go off, so I'm going to run back into the main part of the diner. You enter the main part of the diner, mm -hmm. you can see this guy standing there with a crater in his chest and his own fist in it. Mm -hmm. And then you can see him also holding a shotgun that's smoking on both ends. And you can see your friend on the floor with a huge wound in his shin, holding a pipe gun with also smoke coming out of the end. I didn't interrupt anything, did I? Anyway, we'll be on our way, Miney. Let's go. I'm yep. going to try and uh, help Miney up and get head out. Okay, yeah, give me a strength roll to pick your friend up. 12. Yeah, you pick him up, but you are going to have to uh, give me an agility roll to try and run out. Fifteen. You then run out of the front of the restaurant, and you can see that Mike turns to face you. As he does so, he points the shotgun at you. You just take a look back at the diner, and you can see Mike standing there holding his chest with this crater of blood just spewing out of oh. him, pointing his shotgun at you and smiling. Mike starts to jog towards you. He's, he's trying to load his shotgun with his teeth and um, running towards you. He does so, and now he's going to take a shot at you. He's got quite some distance. He actually fumbles again. Mike, <laughs> oh, what are you doing? Yes. He is an absolute mess because he, of the shot he took on himself. You can see that as he's trying to reload with his teeth, his weapon breaks and he just smashes it onto the ground. He then stops in his tracks, points at you, and he just nods, like he's saying that he's gonna get you. But he stops chasing you. See that, Mike? Bye.
So you continue running down the cracked roadway and eventually Mike and the diner become a speck in the distance. And you approach a fleet of broken down metallic vehicles, mostly the size of wagons. Each bears a T-shaped logo on the front and some writing in text which Grimald cannot decipher but that Miney recognises as Tesla. These tireless vans have obviously been converted to homes. They have numbers painted in black on their side doors and curtains on their windows. A shoddily made sign on the outskirts of this village reads, Tesla Town. There is a roaring bonfire in the central area with a row of odd, half rat, half vegetable creatures roasting over it on a spit. Miney recognises these creatures to be ratatoes. The smell is intoxicating. It smells simply like a good roast potato. And beneath it, a pot of some unidentifiable yet delicious smelling sauce wafts through the wasteland air, cutting through the poisonous smell of this foul climate. Curiously though, you spy nobody about. Aside from the crackling of the fire and the bubbling of the sauce, there's just silence. Right, um, Smells delightful, whatever that is. What is this place? Well, uh, can't you read that? It's, it's Tesla Town. Of course I can't read that. It is in but weird writing. It's not. It says Tesla Town. Tesla Town, eh? And what are these weird metal boxes with the uh, inscriptions on the front? Well, they're, they're old Teslas that appear to have been converted into homes. You say it as if I should know what a Tesla is. Mm. Be them homes. It's, it's mechanical. Mechanic, eh? Again, you speak in riddles. <laughs> right, I'm gonna, um, I'm just gonna walk up to the to the fire and the roasting potatoes and um, and just shout hello. As you advance even a few steps forward, there a, a head pops out of one of the bigger vans, and you can see that there is a guy who has this slick back hair. And he's got many, many machine parts. At this point, he's barely even got any um, human parts left. He's been modded to the point where he's got many, many robot parts. And one of his arms is actually been modded to the point where it is a gun. And he points this at you and he goes, Whoa, whoa there. Don't you, don't y'all take another step forward. Oh, sorry. Um, y'all coming into my town. I'm the mayor of this here town. Hang on one sec. And you see him go back into the van and come back out wearing a sort of battered cowboy hat. And he's like, there, got my mayor's hat. <laughs> now y'all know. Oh, sorry about that. Um, I was just wondering if we could uh, partake in some of the rotato. Y'all can have the rotatoes. I'm a pretty welcoming mayor, okay? But y'all got to leave all your weapons outside. Put them on the floor there and then my wife will collect them all up. And uh, she'll put them in a box and you can have them when you leave. Oh, I don't know about that. Wait, wait, wait. Well, I do know about it. It's my town. It's my rules. I, I, I think it's. Uh, I think we should. Uh, wait, why, 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 why should we do this? We're well, not gonna use them. I, I, well, how, how do I know? We won't attack your rotato. The thing is, we had a lot of, a uh, lot of rapers coming through here recently. Oh. A lot of rapers, a lot of robot rapers come oh. here and fuck their vans. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, I understand. And I can't, I can't be having that, okay? I understand. As I, much as, as much as y'all look trustworthy, I, I, I can't, I can't be having no, I can't be trusting nobody. And that right, Maple? Yeah, that's right. My wife, she don't trust nobody, okay? Because just last week we were trying to have a nap. 
suddenly our van started rocking all around him, and then and we heard these whirring sounds and and, uh, and somebody going meep 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 meep, and that's when you know your house is being raped. This oh. well confuses me. Yeah, but it's but it's understanding. Let's let's put our weapons down and uh, yes, yes. Let's just just do what he asks. Just take it nice and easy, nice and slow. Okay. Not like them rapers did to our van. No. What be what be a van? What, is this guy for real? And he looks he looks over at Mighty. Be it mechanical. Uh, yeah, he's. Uh, Why he speak like that? Has he got mutated brain? Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, I see. I see. He's one of them rad tarts. Yep. All right, well, yeah, just pop all of the shit on the floor there, and we'll come in, we'll have a nice slap-out meal. Slap-out meal, that's nice. Do you have, uh, do you have any shroom steaks? We got a couple, we got a couple out back, but those will cost you, man. I mean, I'm happy to give you ratatos, those are plentiful, but for shroom steaks, you know. Any, any boiled beetle or blue cakes? Look, man, y'all are taking the piss off for your free meal. You're coming here asking, asking for all the, all the good stuff. Well, I'm just, you know, I'm just asking because if you know, so, so very kind to offer us this. I just thought, you know, I try my luck. Is it? Are you for real? No, so no blue grain of tomatoes. No. You, are you for real? You're you do not speak a language that I will understand. Look, I got blue grain. I got tomatoes, but I'm offering you ratatos and sauce. Okay. If you, if you want the good stuff, you're gonna have to pay for it. I ain't offering you shit, all this shit for free. There. Right. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, no, just I'm, put your weapons on the floor and come round. I will get these weapons yes, back, won't I? Yes, of course you will. Of course you will. I'm very connected to my blades. Yeah, yeah. We'll get your blades back. Thank you. Yeah, we put. Uh, I put all my weapons down. Yeah. Here we go. You put your weapons on the floor, and then you can see a woman step out of the van. She has these like big bark-like legs, bark-like body, and a big tree-like head with all these sort of appendages grown out of it and leaves and one of her arms is like a gigantic branch and she goes well howdy I put my hand are y'all shitting me I put my hand over his mouth oh. to stop him screaming and I say oh, sorry about my friend sorry about my friend that yeah. is awfully rude first y'all come in here mutated demanding brain mutated first, brain shut up shut up first y'all come in here demanding all my best food for free and now you're screaming at my wife she is beautiful Maple, don't you pay no attention to her. That is goddamn... What? In the name of Jesus, I ain't never heard something so rude in all my life. Sincere apologies. Uh, I am absolutely f- gabberflasted. You, you, you... Talking tree. Talking tree. I'm not a talking tree. I'm, I'm a woman who, who happens to be mutated partially with a tree. <laughs> Shut up. I, I can't believe it. I, my feelings. Absolute feelings. I'm gonna re-put my hand on his mouth and then I'll be like, shut up, Grimbot. This is very disrespectful. <clears throat> now just take a minute and internalize yourself and then just get over it, alright? I'm sure you've seen worse, you talking about wizards and I such. Tell you what. That offer of the ratatos is now off the table. Oh please. Y'all are welcome to sit by the fire if you if y'all shut up. You can have ten minutes of warmth, and then y'all are on your way. I mean you no harm. I am but soft in the brain. Shut up. Once you sit down at the fire, 
you are getting some very, very dirty looks from the mayor and his tree wife. And both of them uh, look at you. And every time you even start to speak, like you'll be like, <gasps> he'll be like, <clears throat> and give you like a shake of the head as if to say, shut the hell up. <laughs> and then all of these, pe- all of the people around the fire, you can see like a guy that looks like a big badger. You can see mutated children. You can see a, a guy that looks like a blob of jelly. And you can see all sorts of weird looking creatures. But none of them make any attempt to come and speak to you because you've offended the mayor's wife. And you sit by the fire and you've got, you got a nice bit of warmth as the evening starts to roll in and it starts to get cold in the wasteland. Grimmel's literally just staring around the fire like absolutely just he doesn't know what's going on. It's just like... As you look over at the guy that's a cube, like a cube of jelly, he goes... <laughs> Look, did I say that you could make noises? Apologies. Shut up, will you? I just looked down at the fire. Don't say, Grimbot, I told you to be quiet. Can we get out of here? This is, this is weird. That's, that's saying something for your world. You're, you're weird. Um, as you guys are sitting there having this whispered conversation, um, you can see that Maple comes up to you guys and she goes, All right, boys, time's up. Time to leave. We offered you ten minutes of warmth. Sorry, it's the right Tito's. We offered you ten minutes of warmth. Time to go. Alright, we'll we be on our way. But you are then. We may have got off on the wrong foot, but let me... May I give you just the smallest piece of information before we part ways? As a way of apologising to you, tree. <sighs> I'm not a you tree. I'm a maple tree. Maple tree. Get the hell out of here. I'll okay, leave well, immediately. I if, don't care about anything y'all gotta say to me. Alright, well, if the bearded man that sings does come this way, do point him in a different direction to us. What are you talking about? Yes, yeah. Mike. The devil. We had a we had an altercation with him earlier and that's that's why my shin was so messed up. He may be on our trail. What the hell did you just say? And you could see that um the mayor jumps up, his hat falling off, dropping his bowl on the floor, and he goes, y'all had to run in with Mike. And at this point, you just see his head explode, and he's just there, and then Maple goes, what the hell did y'all two do? Oh, they do nothing. Well, why did, why, did, why did my husband's head just explode? He don't usually do that. And Mike. you can see that the camp starts screaming and running in all different directions. She's like, everybody calm down. Get into cover right away. I think we're being attacked. Shit. Oh, God. Quick, Grimbot, to our weapons. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're over there in that damn car over there. No, 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 And then you can see Maple jump and, and dive behind some cover behind her, her house. Yeah, we're running to the car. Yeah. Yep, yeah, give me an agility roll, please. Uh, nine and a uh, five. Uh, so both of you, as you run towards this car where Maple said your weapons are, hear bullets whiz past you. And Grimble, you actually get hit by one. Oh, I've been hit. Oh, taking 11 damage <gasps> as one as one whizzes into your arm it feels like a gigantic burning sensation and then blood starts to pour from your arm Ow. and then maple you can hear her scream from the other side of the camp and she goes where the hell are these bullets coming from man i don't know okay everyone roll initiative please at this point you see that an object gets hurled into the middle of the village and this object is round boxy and has some sort of mesh on the front of it. And it's making a noise. And it goes... And you can see a child darting towards it. And it's like, ooh, shiny! 
Don't! Personality roll, please, Miney. 18. With an 18, you see the child stop in its tracks and, and looks at you and decides not to go for it. Away from it! And the child jumps out of the way as this thing explodes, sending a gigantic amount of sand and dust and gravel into the air. Then it is going to be Miney's turn. It is now very, very, very difficult to see as there is almost a sandstorm going on because of the amount of sand that this grenade has kicked up. How close are we to the vehicle that was containing our weapons? You are now next to it, so you can pick up Good. your weapons. Yep. I'm going to pick up my weapons and pass Grim's weapons to him. Yes, yeah, so you are now both fully armed. That is going to be your turn over, but it is Grimwald's turn now. So I'm going to say, I'm going to take a moment to um, concentrate on this dust sandstorm and see if I can make out any large mic-shaped objects moving around in it. Two. With a two, you stand up, take a look around above all the cars, and you don't manage to see okay. where Mike is at all. Shit. It is pathetic. Okay. Um, I'll say nothing. Next up is going to be Maple. She um, tries to take a look around and she um, raises above one of the cars and is holding a pipe gun, the same type of gun that Mighty has. And she just starts firing wildly into the sand. And she's like, I don't know where y'all are, but I'm going to get you. Take this. Uh, she does not manage to hit anything. <laughs> oh, God. Next up is going to be Mike's turn. Uh, you see that from somewhere, Something hits Maple, and you just hear a bullet fly in. Some sap just starts spurting from Maple's neck. You see her slump to the ground. It sounds like a big load of wood and logs hitting the floor as she just dies immediately. And she's like, Tell my husband I loved him. He's dead. Oh, yeah. So are you. I remember now. Next up is going to be Miney. Miney's just going to um, say, Right, let's take this opportunity to just get out of here. We must get out of town. Couldn't agree more. Let's blow this popsicle stand. I got 10 for agility. Uh, unfortunately, that's not going to be enough because you can't see where you're going. As soon as you try and run away, you trip over a box of ammunition sending it spilling all over the floor. Next up is going to be Grimald. So Maple's told the whole town to run and hide. Yeah. Yeah, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to be like, Maple's dead. The town's over. Run for your lives. Okay, yeah, give me a personality roll. 18. <laughs> With an 18, you see that they all come out of their cover and start to scream and panic and start running in all random directions. Perfect. Uh, at this point, you can hear much gunfire. Mm -hmm. Give me a perception roll to see if you can hear where it's coming from. Four. Yeah, it's very hard to tell over all the screaming where the gunfire is coming from. But you know that he is distracted trying to pick off people. You can see men, women, children, jelly cubes, badgers, all getting shot. <laughs> okay. Yep, next up is going to be Mike. He is firing upon anyone that he sees. Very fortunately for you two, that is not you two, but there are people dying all over oh the place. Oh my god, okay. Next up is going to be Miney. I'm going to pick up some ammo from the box I tripped over and, yep. and then try and continue to... Um, leave the town. Yep, you find four shells and powder there, and then give me an agility roll to continue running out the town. This time it's going to be a little bit easier because the sand is starting to dissipate. 18. Ooh. You leg it, jumping over the ammo box that you just that you just knocked over and continuing in the direction that you were going before. Grimbot, follow me. On, on my way. Uh, 11, mate. 
Yeah, with an 11, you start to follow on his heels. Sweet. You guys are out of there as you look back as you're running away. You notice that the townsfolk start getting uh, absolutely destroyed and erupting in these gigantic bursts of blood. All you can see of Tesla Town is that it becomes a bloody cloud as you continue to run in the direction that you were going before. So you guys are out of there, and you're now continuing down the highway. Yeah, it's night at, the, at this moment, and it's cold, but a chill wind is starting to blow. Every time it does, you can smell the stink of radiation and gasoline. Do you think we're safe? No, far from it. Oh. I think we just carry on in this direction, and we'll eventually... Well, I think if my um, calculations are correct, then uh, we seem to be on the right path to get to the city, I think. Well, I hope so, mate, because I've got bloody clue where I am. But, um... Your world sickens me, if I'm honest. Do me a favour, Grimbot. Yeah? Do tell me more about this mission that you uh, were talking about. Oh, yeah! Bloody hell, completely slipped my mind after all the mayhem. Well, see, thing is... You're... Uh, how do I put this lightly? Your predecessor, my friend... Uh, and me, we, uh, we we caused a bit of a problem when we when, anyway. You won't understand his magic, but we made a, we made a bit of a mistake, and now we have to put it right. I understand magic. See, we do you? Mm-hmm. You know, we we do have wizards in this world as well. You know. Do you? Mm-hmm. Magic men. Magic men, wizards. Yep. yep. Maybe our worlds aren't as unalike as our first fault. So, do you have mechanical devices in your land too? No, see, this is where I lose ya. My manacle is not something I understand. Right. So, sorry, to carry on. Why does your world smell so poor? Well, because it's, it's full of garbage and scrap metal and it's a, it's a mechanical town, of course. Disgusts me. Anyway, so, yeah, so we must enter, enter your capital and then we must enter the innermost sanctum of your capital and find your king. And then I will be transported back to my world. We don't necessarily have a king. We have the three royals. And now they are situated in the in the centre of the city, in Squaresville, in a, in a large fortress called the Growling Tower. It's going to be a difficult to get in, but I'm sure we'll find a way. Doesn't sound very friendly. No. Okay. Heavily guarded, uh, of course. Oh, right. Nothing's easy, is it, really? No, it's the rich, rich part of the town. But as long as you can give us safe passage into this town, then I can complete my mission. Well, you know, it's, it, like I was saying, it's the rich part of the town, one that, one that I used to be part of, actually. Oh, don't tell me you also used to be rich. Well, as, as a matter of fact, I did. Seems this delusion passes through dimensions. What? What's... Nothing. I'll talk about it on the way. <laughs> Grimbot, you're a funny one. As you continue down the highway, um, the wind continues and it is very cooling, a stark contrast to the day. Looking down at the cracked, battered road, you can see that in the distance, 
you can make out a great city with tall buildings. The wind continues to blow and as you look up you can see that it is bringing in a massive band of clouds. And you can see that these clouds are extremely odd. They are purple and green in colour and you can see that the colours of the clouds slosh around each other but never mixing. They're purple and green and swish around like a lava lamp. And then it begins to rain. A downpour so heavy, something like you've never seen before. Uh, both of you are going to need to give me reflex saves, please. Oh, shit. 23. 11. You both manage to dive out of the way and underneath a battered sheet of metal. But this rain is just pattering down on top of it. And the rain actually starts to burn through the metal and starts to go onto your skin, burning it slightly. You can feel that this rain is actually some sort of acidic rain. Oh, dear. What? Oh dear, we've got some acid rainstorm coming in. We need to find shelter quick. I don't know what it is, but it sounds disgusting. Quick, quick, let's find something. Ah. Both of you give me a perception roll. 10. 14. You see that off in the distance, you can see a um, sort of weird hole in the floor. It looks completely perfectly circular, but it, it almost looks... It, it looks like it's some sort of cave, although how somebody dug it to be perfectly circular, you have no idea. What be that on the floor? Ah, good spot. Quick, let's get to it now. What is it? Just, just get into it now. Okay. You, you, both of you give me an agility roll, please, to get down into the hole. 10. 14. You guys, run over to the hole, and you can now see that there is a ladder descending down into complete darkness. Climb. I'm going to climb down. Straight out. Yeah. Yes, yes, sounds good. Okay, you guys climb down into the hole and into the darkness. You, you can hear your footsteps echoing off the ladder as you descend further and further. We are underground! Oh, what is this magic? It's not magic. You pulled a hole in the floor out, and then we climbed down into the... Oh, your well does confuse me. As you reach the bottom of the ladder, you can feel that your feet are now onto concrete or stone or something like this, and you can hear a dripping cave. You, you, this appears to have been some sort of manhole. And you get finally underneath the cover of this cave and you can now see nothing as this place is in complete darkness. Uh, mine is going to get his hand crank flashlight out. Oh yeah. And um, he's going to get it out and be like, right, I should probably put this to use then. What? Uh, this, and I'm going to start winding it. <laughs> oh my goodness. J just a minute, just a minute, it'll be there in a minute. Creating light. <laughs> Magic. The hand crank flashlight illuminates the cave. You can see that this cave glows in sort of a uh, strange greenish colour as your light bounces off the walls. Um, at the end you can see that it forks in two different directions and as you make the groaning noises and as the uh, gyro sort of uh, winds up you can hear a voice coming from further down the cave and it's like Hello? Can I try and do uh, an a perception to see if I can tell which route it is left or right? <laughs> Nine. You can't really tell where it's coming from, but the voice continues. Who's that then? Someone don't... speaks. Yes, I don't know where it's coming from, but let's go down this one. And I point to the left. Follow me, mate. As you go down the left, um, you um, as you immediately turn the corner, the light of your flashlight hits the face of a woman who's like, Ah! Oh, uh, sorry about that. Who might you be? My name's Blind Janine. I'm the mole people of the 
cave. Sorry, I haven't. I, I've been practicing in that line for years. You're the first people to have ever find me. Friend or foe? Well, I don't know. It depends on how nice you are. Well, we're quite nice. You Considerably look, nice. You look lovely. Yeah, you're very nice. Come on, mate. Well, you're the best muted I've seen. Is that a good thing? <laughs> Give me a personality roll. 19. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think she likes you, Miney. What brings you to... How did you find this bloody manhole cover? It's out in the middle of bloody nowhere. Uh, we just kind of stumbled across it. Acid, acid storm up there. Oh. Melted me air, look. Mm, same. Oh, well, I can't look. I'm blind, you idiot. Oh, I see. Oh. Well, yeah. You can probably smell it, to be honest. Well, I, well look, I can smell a peculiar smell of fish. <laughs> That'd be me. <laughs> At your service. Mutant as well, are you? Uh, so I keep being I told. Know, I know what it can be like out there. Yeah, it's not as it's hard. For me, I got mutated when I ate a can of hot dogs. What? Ah. Uh. Yeah. Did slight, they take your sight as well? Slight, exactly. Slight perforation in the can, and then bingo bongo. Wow. Takes your sight, turns you into a mole, people. Interesting. I know, I can't believe it myself. So you live underground? Lived underground my whole life. Best place for a blind person. They ain't never gonna find you down here. None of those raiders, none of those raping robots. Best place for a blind. That's what I say. Well, do you mind uh, taking us... Uh, do you have quarters or something like this? Like, do you mind taking us... Quarter uh, of what? Like, uh, I don't know, like... Uh, We're trying to get to the capital. Yes, do you know... Ah, the capital. Yeah. I actually do. I know a way. I know an underground way. Fantastic. I'll show you the way for only one can. One, oh, one can. Well, I do have I one... I require food, you see. Scavenging is not easy for me. I'm not the best fighter on the planet. People say, when you go blind, did you turn into some sort of amazing fighter? You're, you're hearing compensating for this and that and the other. And the answer is, no, not at all. I suffer from tinnitus. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds... That doesn't sound very good. I'm going to offer blind Janine um, my remaining can of hot dog. Okay, as you ha hold the can forward, she grasps out um, and, and eventually grasps the can and she's like, What is it? Hot dogs, is it? Yes. Good stuff. Perforated, is it? Nope. Good. And she throws it behind her and she's like, Lovely. Let's show you the way then. Well, you can't get any blindly, can you? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sorry, right. Janine. Well, way to rub it in. First guess I've had in 20 bloody years. You start walking down the caves. Uh, as you're walking towards this route, you have to crawl under certain spaces, you have to climb up certain little bits, and she is just leading the way for you. And she says, it's going to be about 20 minutes to get there. All right. I hope you bought your climbing shoes. <laughs> um, no, I didn't. Have you ever heard of Mike, the devil? Have I ever heard of Mike? Yeah. Everyone in the wasteland's heard of Mike. Okay, well, I feel it. Shh, I, well, I feel I owe you at least this. There's a small, small chance that this Mike might be after us. Oh. Yeah. Well, then uh, I'm afraid you're going to have to leave. Take your hot dogs with you. Come on, back the other way. Come on. And she starts, she no, starts no, no. patting on you. After no, you come on, right. come on. Look, we, we must get... We've gone, no, we've gone far enough. Without, 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 I can't show you the way. I can't show you the way. You must, any, you must show us the way. It's going to run into me years to... Be down here. I, look, you can't. You can't be down here. You okay, can't so be, can't down be up there. So let us exit 
Um, not the way we came in, but the way we're about to go out. Look, but he's going to come through here. That's all right, he won't hurt you. You're blind. He you think he has morals? Yes, he is, I've heard. He had, um... I once seen him kick a baby like a football. Oh, was that when you had your sight? Yeah. Ah, I bet that uh, plays in your mind a lot. I mean, it was the last thing I saw. Oh, it definitely plays in your mind a lot then. You wouldn't believe it. Well, we don't want to be a to that baby. Okay. Right, anyway, c- come on, let's go. we got to go. Please. Look, I ain't showing you the way. You, you must. Please. If I do not compl- if I do not finish my mission, then there may not be any world left. <laughs> Have you seen a world? It's barely anything left anyway. Look, it's of the utmost importance that you lead us towards the city, please. It's true. You seen it for me. If I do it, I'm going to die. You're going to lead him here. We'll give you whatever you. What do you want? I already got what I wanted. Hot dogs. All right. Well, how about more hot dogs? You got any more? Yeah. Why don't you come out of this world and come live in the capital? Give me one more can and something to arm myself with. Well, I can arm you, that's for sure. Ever used a uh, chucking rock? Have I ever used. Have, have I ever thrown a rock at something? No, no, it's a chucking rock. It's different. Sharpened on one edge and quite aerodynamics. You're talking shite. Give me a gun. As you hear this sound echoing through the caves, she goes, What in the bloody. That's him, yeah. yeah. Okay. Like... Right, I guess we get continue the way we were going then. Right, come on, let's go. 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 Shh, quiet down, will you? You're quiet down, will you? I'm going to slap her. Yeah, you do one damage to her. It's semi-mighty slap. Um, you hit her in the face. She's like, what was that? Was that him? Don't you dare slap me, Michael. We'll get you. I'm, I'm not blind, I promise. Quick, quick, come on. Just just shut up and continue, please. Okay, this way. And you see her feel around for a second to get her bearings, and she's like, this way. Come on, lads. Right, everyone give me an agility roll. I'm going to roll for her. Four. Six for her. Twelve for me. Okay, Grimald, um, although you are keeping up with the pack, these guys are really slowing you down. Come on, you two. I'm trying, man. I'm panicking. My legs are shaking. Can you not hear that horrible sound? I'm sorry, I can't. Oh, see. shut up. I need to rewind up this bloody torch. How do I end up with you two? Jeez. You ever adventured before? Come on, pick up the pace. All right, then. Shuck them buns. You can hear that Mike's voice is getting closer. Both of you give me another agility roll. Twelve. Three. She got a 13. Oh. Grimald, you trip over a rock and now you're lagging behind. And she's like, Come on, you little sack of shit. You told me to hurry up. I listened to your advice and now you're lagging behind. I this tripped. Is a, I'm so... Uh, Come on, Grimbot. Come on, Grimbot. Come on, Grimbot. I'm sweating buckets here. Come on. What have I said about keeping your voice down? Keep your voice down. Right, everyone, keep your voice down. I'll be quiet. And then, Grimald, as you lag behind, you see a big, um, a big boot come round the corner. Behind the boot is jeans. Behind those jeans, a big fat belly. Behind that belly is a big man. It's Mike. He comes round the corner. It be Mike! He looks at you. His big smile. He gazes. There is something in his chest. He appears to have um, sewn it up with big copper wire and metal. And he's holding a new gun in his hand. He's got an arm with a blaster on the end of it. This is the arm that belonged to the mayor of Tesla Town. And he gazes at you, smiling. He can't see the other two as they've run forward into the darkness, but he just points the arm at you. I'm gonna... Everyone roll initiative. Ah. 
Grimald, you are up first. You are on the floor currently. You can see Mike standing over you with this rudimentary repair job on his chest, pointing the gun at you. What do you do? Because Grim's seen how these things work now, I'm going to try and just push the gun so it fires not at me, but like into the wall. Yeah. Okay. Um, if I can. Yeah, so, yeah, so uh, I would say give me an agility roll for that. Roll. 16? Yeah, you push the gun to the side. Now you, you are your hand is on the gun, sort of pushing it to the side. Cool. Now it's going to be blind Janine's turn. She just continues to run in the direction. She rolls a three and she sort of stumbles up some rock formations. Next is going to be Mike. He attempts to move the blaster back in your direction, but your hand is pushing it and he does not manage to yes. do it. Next up is going to be mining. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna run back and help Grim and try and I'm just gonna try and yank him and drag him um, and and basically try and run away from Mike. Yeah, so roll strength to pick him up. Hey. Twenty. You run in there and pick him up. Grim is no longer holding on to the blaster, but you grab him and are now uh, holding him and can now give me an agility roll to run out of there. One. You then trip over and you drop Grimald onto the floor and fall onto the floor yourself. Fuck. Next up is going to be Grimald. It's your turn. You're back on the floor again. Oh my god, I'm going to try and get up and get Miney out this time. <laughs> Cheers, bro. Give me a strength roll, please. Let's go. What are we doing? 20. <laughs> All right, you pick your friend up again yes. with another crit pickup roll. Yeah. You have Miney in your hands. Uh -huh. So give me an agility roll to run out of there. Please. Come on. And oh, fall over God. yourself. You're both back on the floor once again. Oh my God. What the hell are the chances of that? What an amazing chance. Oh. And then the mole person, she just turns around hearing this and just goes, I think I can hear what's going on down there. This is, you guys are a shambles. See ya. And she tries to run away. She gets a 19 and she is out of there climbing over these rock formations and she's like, Good luck figuring the route out. Oh, Fuck. Oh, no. Next up is going to be Mike. No. He points the blaster down at both of you, trying to pick a target, and then he settles on Grimald, and then he fires the thing. Fires like a fireball of energy at you, doing nine damage. Ooh, it's like Marzio's magic. It's incredibly painful. <laughs> Next up is going to be Miney. I'm hightailing out of there. I'm just going to try and get up and run mm -hmm. for my life. 19. You at first you're slipping in some cave goo but then you sort of get to grips on a bit of uh, a bit of more grippy type of cave mm -hmm. and you you dart out of there, start grabbing onto some rock formations and follow where blind Janine went. Cool, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to try and get myself up and follow the um flapping light. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 17, mate. Yeah, you, you follow the same suit that Minoc just did with a great roll, and you are now out of there. But you can hear the footsteps of Mike following you up the cave formations. You can hear his fat hands clasping onto rocks, and you can hear him following you, his humming ever looming. He is coming. He's not quite as fast as you guys, but you know he's following. I'm going to use my um, scavenger ability survival to see if I can track where Janine went. Eight. Both of you don't really that know cave. the way, so you're going to have to guess it. So both of you give me a luck roll, please. Oh, okay. Thirteen. Eighteen. Three. Uh, following Miney, you actually do manage to guess the right way. Yes. Uh, you guys manage to thankfully navigate the way and catch up with blind Janine. Yeah. You essentially climb. You, you, there's, there's many forks, there's many ways to go, but you manage to get, uh, eventually go left, right, left, up, down, left, right, all of these ways, and eventually... 
you manage to make it to a manhole cover where you see Janine is trying to get it off and she's just like, I forgot I can't lift this. Come on, give me a hand. Yeah. Rick. I'm going to climb up and then try and give it a shove. 16. Yeah, you lift it off and, and get it off in time. And just as you get it off, you can see that it is now morning and the hot sun is blazing outside. And you can hear behind you, He's still coming. Quick, put that lid back on. You guys finally make it to the Citadel of Scrap. And outside, you're greeted by two guard robots. And one of them's like, Hey, what's up, Biney? Oh, hey there. How's it going? Yeah, long time no see, man. Well, you can't just let, let all the any, any fucking weird freaks you find out in the wasteland in. I told you about this. No, he's with me. No, no, look at him, man. He's all fucked up and goofed up. He's going to be infecting people left, right, and center. I'm his weird cousin. I was born like this. I'm not infectious. He's clearly infectious. Come on, man. Look at him. And you see him sort of his... The, the robot's hand changes into a weird device that Grimald, you've never seen before, but Minoc, you know this is a radiation detector. And the the robot goes, Scanning, scanning, scanning. And just waves his hand over Grimald, and he's like, Hang on a minute. I'm not detecting any higher levels of radiation. Why the hell does he look like that? Uh, it's, a, it's a long story, but yes, he's... Is he in some kind of play or something? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mother was a troubled woman. <laughs> give, me a, give me a personality role for that. <laughs> that's so funny, it comes out of nowhere. 14. I have no idea what you're talking about, but whatever, man. All right, Marty. This guy can go in this time, but maybe buy him a hat or something. Sure thing. Cheers, mate. Thank you, metal man. I got a name, you know. Marty, tell him my name. His name's Engine. What? My name's Engine. Right. It's short for Engineering Robot. That's what I used to do before I was promoted to guard. I'm glad that's working out for you. Thank you for en the entrance. Oh, Engine. Very funny. Alright, see you later. And then, you walk through the Citadel of Scrap and through the gigantic uh, metal sheet metal gate that opens up automatically. And you can see that this place is a very stark contrast to the entire rest of the wasteland because there is technology all around here, a technology that works, because you can see flying drones all about that are the size of a human head, um, with screens on them broadcasting all manner of news broadcasts with speakers on them that actually work. You can see street lamps with the lights on them. You can see a monorail that whizzes past. It's the size of a horse and cart, and it goes at speeds that Grimald has never seen in his life. And you can hear the speakers on every street corner just uh, saying all manner of things in languages and dialects that Grimwood's never heard and that Miney even doesn't understand. And you can see just people from all races and colours and creeds and things like this just on every street corner. And as you enter, you find yourself in a marketplace which is called the Wholesale, as you can see by a gigantic sign at the front, which obviously Miney can read and Grimwood can't. But nonetheless, 
a man uh, with no eyes approaches you and he's selling eyes in a box to eat and on the front of the box it says I sells I sells you want to buy an eye um couldn't you do with one yourself <laughs> that's really funny mate no, no no none for me thanks don't need it mate I've got, I got that I've got that psychic abilities and Grimald this is like a massive sensory overload for you this is like it's just crazy all the buildings are taller than they, they should have any business to be all the lights all the colours all the different types of people these people in your world would be monsters to be slain for gold and loot this place this place Makes no sense. It shouldn't be. Oh, fuck off, mate. It's like a, a beautiful, hideous nightmare. Oh, come on, mate. The lights, the colours, the sounds, the smells, the monsters. What is this land? Well, this is my... Don't call me a monster. He's not talking about I was you. Ta- I'll talk about that. Just buy an eye, will you? No. I don't want your eyes. I don't want anything. Uh, uh, <laughs> calm, <laughs> Grim, Grimbox, calm down. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and slap him out. Of Why? This shouldn't be. Um, as, you, as you say this, um, a little grey man walks past you. Um, he looks um, very smooth in skin. He's wearing no clothes and he's about three feet tall, so he's even shorter than you are. And he's just like, an evil baby. Ah! I want to go home. I want to go home. In due, in, in due time, in due time. Now, please, please, just look, just calm down. Zovia, save me! Zovia! Who the, who the, who the, who the, Get away from me, creature! Who the fuck is Zovia? Ah, why? Grimbot, will you snap out of it, for no. fuck's sake? Um, then you see another man approach you. It's a giant badger wearing a suit. He comes around from one of his one of his stalls, and and he's like, "Hey, hey, listen! I know how it feels when you visit a new town. First, maybe my maybe you you not be with mommy anymore. You know it's very hard, and maybe you know you need to buy." Uh, some fine textiles. I pull my axe out and I'm like, stay away from me. Oh, shut up, shut up. Come on, I've seen it all before. You can't beat big facade in a battle. Just shut up, put the axe away. <laughs> look, come look, come look, come look. Come and look he, he puts a big furry arm around Grimald and he's like, look, fine textiles. <laughs> fine textiles. I got this, I got olives. Okay, they expire 500 years ago, but fine olives. Look, come, come, come. I got textiles, I got olives, I got peanuts, I got... Oh, oh, look, look, look at this. And he shows you a collection of knives. He's like, I kill a man on a roadside for these knives. You want knives? What? Kitchen knives. Kitchen knives? Come on, come buy from Big Facade. This is... No, thank you. He looks over at Miney, knowing him the guy, to be the guy that's going to uh, destroy the deal. And he's like, shut up, we're doing deal. Okay, look, for you, for you outside of town, man, I do these, uh, this set of knives for only mm, 20 shells and powder. How about that? I know not what that means. SP, you know, is currency. I look at um, Miney and I'm like, SP. It's good. Don't don't speak to him. He know nothing about good deals. I'm just gonna walk in, grab Grim by the arm, and just walk him out. Okay, you do that. He's like, yeah, it's back to you two. Thank you for saving me from that weird. Right. He he did have lovely cloth though. Are you over yourself now? Uh, I think so. Unless I see one more monstrosity. Right, come on, let's go to my house. Yeah, come on. Good idea. 
Get me away from this nightmare. We're gonna have to take the monorail this way. The what? Monorail. You see that thing up there? That the mechanical device that's holding people and, and traveling on the that? The metal bird that flies with no wings. Yeah, that. walk through wholesale and, and head over to the entrance to the monorail and when you get there you can see one of those little grey men that you saw earlier that you thought was a baby and, <laughs> ah not another one shut up grin he, he's like oh 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 I see very polite I'm sorry I'm not from this world a lad this guy's wearing a, t a tie around his neck to try and look professional but otherwise <laughs> he's naked and he's like, he's like look buddy it's gonna be five CP each right here you go I'm going to uh, take out um, ten charm pieces and hand them over. Thanks, buddy. Okay, get up there and just, just ride the goddamn rails, will you? I ain't got time to chat all day. And then he motions to some stairs which lead up to the platform of the monorail. What up there? Yeah, you just... What, you ain't never seen a staircase in, the, in your life before, buddy? So I. Yeah. No, just, give me a minute. Grim. But it's only like 50 feet. Jesus Christ. Grim, Grimbot. Grimbot. Yeah. Grimbot. We've got a request. Yeah. Stop talking. Stop talking. So many questions. Keep them inside for now because you're you're kind of you know we don't have much time. We don't know when don't know when Mike's gonna be here. So, um, you know, just, just keep it down for a minute, and when we get back to mine, then you can ask all the questions you want, right? But your town, it it confuses. It's me. brilliant, right? Anyway, let's go. Cheers. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. buddy. Don't mention it. Shut up. I w I won't. You head up the stairs and onto the platform, and after a while, a gigantic metal box heads up next to you, Grimald, and just whizzes along, and goes at about 30 miles an hour, and then stops in front of you, and automatic gates sort of open, and a, a sort of little jingle plays to tell you that it's time to get on. Please tell me, please tell me we haven't got to get on this thing. Look, I told you, be quiet. I'm going to grab his arm and just yank him on. I'm just gonna, oh, you probably want to hang on to something. You're probably not used to this. What? And the train whizzes off ah. at 30 miles an hour, which for Grimald would be breakneck speed. Ah. As you scream on the monorail, all the passengers who look bored out of their minds just look at you as if you're some sort of absolute drug nut. And you eventually arrive at Misery Side, which is Miney's place of residence. I'm just holding my ears and rocking, going, tell me it's over, tell me it's over, tell me it's over. I'm going to grab him by his arm and just yank him off the off the monorail. Thank the gods I'm alive still. That was worse than going for a dimension. Once you arrive at Misery Side, you can see that this place is essentially a swamp land. But every sort of small island on the swamp has a tiny shed on it, yeah. which has been made into a residence. And once you walk onto the swamp area, you can see that there is another regular looking man, although this man wears a suit. And the besuited man has been waiting there. He combs his hair back with, with a comb um, that barely has any teeth left on it, and then looks over at Miney and goes, Hey, motherfucker! Where the hell you been? You, you owe me three months rent! Oh, um... I'm gonna run. Okay, give me an agility roll to get out of here. Why are we leaving? Just follow me. 
Ten? Ten? Okay, with the ten and the four, this guy just immediately, he he leaps over the these small swampy bits of swamp, and he just grabs onto Miney and goes, No, no, you ain't running out on me this time! Oh, no, I was just stretching my legs, you know, just, uh, ah, just, oh, I just needed to do a stretch. What's the problem here? You owe me three months' rent, Miney. And you ain't backing out of it this time. Hey, Rudy, 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 I'm sorry, look. <laughs> okay, look, where, where's the rent, Miney? Okay, I see you got a shiny new pipe gun there. Uh, those boots, those are new. But where'd you get those from? And yet I ain't had any rent for months. I just been in your house. There's no, there's, there's a few new packs of pig to pig jerky in there. But I ain't got none of my rent. You got money for food, but you ain't got money to pay me. Ah, uh, well, you know, that's, that's the thing. Oh, what's that behind you? Oh, what's that behind me? Oh, I wonder. Could it be that great deity Santa himself? Oh, I wonder. Fuck you. Where's the rent? How, how much was it again? What, you have to pay for that? And a point at your house. 60 SP, buddy. Where is it? Where's my shots? I'm going to put my hand in my pocket. Mm-hmm. I'll go, oh, yeah, it's a got it here for you and as I pull my hand out I'm gonna be flipping him off <gasps> oh last straw buddy <laughs> I'm not from this world but even I know that that's offensive you see him pull a gun out and he's like okay drop everything you got no all right then I mean yes I'm gonna try and cut his hand off with my axe Oy. okay <laughs> give me a melee attack roll <laughs> uh, 18 okay yeah you managed to chop this guy's hand off and he, he just goes, whoa, so how, what the hey, saved ya. He's holding his arm and uh, trying to stop the blood from flowing out. And he's he's really holding it really tight. And he's going, hey, hot, 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 me. Check it be in the post. You see, you see him slump back into the, uh, into the swampland. And he's like, hey, nope, okay, sleepy time. And you see him sort of close his eyes and slump back down onto the floor. I'll grab the um, the hand sl- and gun. This is a plasma pistol which does T10 damage, and it's got a hand attached. Uh, was that right? Oh, <laughs> I tell you what, Grimbot, that was fantastic. Don't mention it. I saw I, I saw you was in trouble, and it's almost like a, an automatic reaction kicked in. Well, that's marvelous. But on that note, <laughs> we best get away from here. So you immediately scarper out of there and and lose him, and you find uh, and you're sort of hanging out down some alleyways in Misery Side. And now you're like back at home. You guys are now it's sort of really scummy. It stinks of swamps and things like this. And you guys have got a moment to yourselves. Right. You know we need to get into the Gurning Tower. Hmm, growling. Growling Tower, that's right. Yes, and that's the the rich part of the city. That's where the yep. the three royals... So we just walk in, knock on the door? Well, no. Oh. It's heavily guarded, like I said. Well, I'm a king. Shall I, shall I tell him that? Well, look at you. You don't look like one. But I am. Mm, this seems like a delusion. King of the damned, they call me. We need to figure out a way how to get in there undetected. And like I said, it's heavily guarded. Uh, right. It'd be pretty damn obvious if we just walk through the front door. I am incredibly sneaky. Mm, won't help. Okay. What else can we get in there then? 
Could we not dig up from underneath? I like I like the way you're thinking, but I don't think digging would be the, the correct approach. Why? Well, we'll probably get the direction wrong, but not only that, but rumour has it that there's a, a pit there that's occupied by some kind of being, a monster or something to... Well, this town is full of monsters. What, worse than... Yes, worse. Worse than the little naked um, babies that you saw. No, nothing. No, all right, forget that. Can we not jump over? Well, I was actually going to... I was just thinking that. There's a possibility, actually, that... uh, Where does the monorail pass? I think it passes just quite near it, actually. The flying bird? We could jump off the flying bird, yes. We could leap, leap off the bird onto the ground. Hmm, but how are we going to break our fall? That's the problem. Hmm. Ah, we can make a chute. A what? Parachute. Parachute? Yes. What be a parachute? It's a, it's a bit of material that's uh, strung together by um, string holding it. And then as you uh, fall down, the material catches the wind and then it's it softly descends you to the ground without hurting yourself. Oh, I know. That'd be a gliding cloth. Looks like we need to get go back to that textiles shop. They always come back. Oh, yes. Yeah, we are back. We are interested in your In your and my knives, yes. No, uh, not the knives. They as are good they knives. Are. Everyone always comes back for the knives I bought of a man from a roadside. Cloth, please. Oh, you want textiles? Yes. Finest cloth. Okay, I got good textiles. They're good, but they're not as good as the knives. It's set of kitchen knives, undamaged, still in original box. Okay, I do you a deal. I do textiles. Okay, I I've got all kinds. That's fine. I got I got battered leather. I got battered cloth. I got battered this. I got battered that. And I throw in the back of knives for only twenty shots and powder. Oh, well, we're deal. So now, much textile you want, and what type of textile you want? Let me stop you there. I don't want the knives. I just need. Uh, I know, but two... you got to buy the knives. No. I have to kill a man on a roadside for these. You right, said you bought it off. Send him. No, send I said him. I kill a man. Oh. Send him to the next customer because I'm not having it. I just need two large pieces of cloth. Good for flying. Yeah, when you say large, it has to be exact amount. How, how, how large? Show me with hands. Well, you see, no, you, you see this. Okay, that big. Okay. But then, wait, wait, wait. You see that? About ten times that. What, you mean they're, they're as big as that canopy over there? Yes. That's fucking massive. Yes, two pieces, please. Okay, so that will be 20 shots and powder for one each. And you want two, so 40 shots and powder each. And then you want the knives, so that's... I 60. don't want the knives. Oh, no, but I have to sell the knives. Do you have any idea what I had to go yes, through? Yes, you did. You had to kill a man and blah, blah, blah. By a roadside. Here you go, take this gun. And here's, uh, here's 20 CP. Okay, so the gun, let me see, that's worth about five, five. You give me 20 CP. Char pieces are fucking worthless. I, I want shots and powder. I want no one's char pieces. We're, we're dealing big money. Say, look, look, pal, we're in a hurry, all right? This is the best deal you're going to get all day. Well, could I sweeten the deal with this chucking rock? You won't trade rocks for it. It's a chucking rock. I don't accept From another world. You know, funnily enough, I don't accept rocks, no. It's actually alien. This is all this is a rock that's not from your world. Look carefully. He he, he took, takes the rock off of you and he, he he sort of manipulates it around in his fingers and, and he looks at it and he goes, It's rock. Can I take this opportunity to knock him out? Yeah, uh, uh, melee attack roll. Sixteen. 
You conk him on the back of the head and you see him just fall onto his stool knocking olives and and kitchen knives all over the place. <laughs> and uh, now you uh, you can see that the entire market sort of stops talking and looks to face you guys. I'm going um, to be like, oh no, oh he fell over, what a shame, I'll just prop him up here. Exhausted with the bartering. Grimbox, Grimbox, take the cloth. Yeah, got it. Anyway, thank you for the sale and thank you for the uh, receipt. We'll be on our way. Here you go. These are the kitchen knives I offered in payment and the uh, transaction is done. Ta-da! Okay, um, we're going to run Hightail out of there with two large bits of cloth. Uh, 15. Guys, leg it out of wholesale. You've got these big rolls of cloth in your hand <laughs> and uh, you, you're getting ready to make a parachute. Yeah. So you find yourself in another back alley and down there is um, just, just some old wrappers and just grime and, th- and stuff like mm-hmm. this. And it stinks, but you've once again got a bit of privacy. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, I'm going to see if I can fashion a couple of parachutes. Hey. And in doing so, I've got a set of metal tongs in my equipment, and uh, I'm going to snap them in half to make a needle out of one side. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So um, yeah. So give me a survival roll, and this can be used to sort of make a parachute. Nice. Ah. Hey. Nineteen. All right. So with a nineteen, you successfully make two parachutes snapping your tongs in half and using it as sort of a gigantic needle you manage to uh, sort of sew these parachutes together so so just basically a big bit of cloth but you've sewn a couple of handles in there for yourself and and now you know that these can be used as what Grimald calls a gliding cloth and what Miney calls a parachute so you now have them ready what do you want to do right looks like these are good to go good job fantastic fashioning Shall we... Fly? Proceed? Ah, oh, we got to go back on the bird again. I've got an idea for this. Yeah. Right? We can't be inside it. Because Thank we can't God. get out. Thank God. So we're going to have to be on the outside of it. Oh no, that's worse. It's not, but it's the only way that it's going to work. Fine. My mission must continue. Right. Let's go to the station then. Okay. If you lead the way, I have no blinking idea where I am. You head to the nearest station. You once again ascend the metal stairs up to the platform. And after about three minutes, the train comes along and zooms once again, blowing your guys' hair in the wind. Right, um... Uh, the beast is back. I was like, wait, 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 Grim, Grim, hold your voice, hold your voice. Yeah, yeah, okay. We're going to need to climb on the back. Oh, God, okay. We're going to need to climb on the back and hold on. Yeah, all right. If you want to climb on the back without getting noticed, mm-hmm. yeah, you will need to sneak to the back of the monorail. No yeah. worries. 27. And I've got a 24. Yeah, you guys basically just um, casually walk up to the back of the platform and nobody's really noticing you because you're just acting inconspicuous. And then once everyone's on the train, mm-hmm. you grab onto the back of the monorail. Cool. And then you can hear the woman's voice again start up and she says, Now departing to Squaresville and the monorail shoots off and you are now going 30 miles an hour holding on to the back of the monorail and this thing is zooming along below you can see the entirety of the city you can see wholesale all the markets and the, and the bustling of all the people down there you can see misery side in the swamp you can see the lifeless corpse of rudy bleeding out into the swamp and then 
you come across Squaresville. It, it, this place looks like nothing Grimald has ever seen before. Everything is in lines, neat box houses, uh, all in grids, uh, this, this beautiful formation. Everything's almost clean, but uh, as a gigantic uh, punctuation in the middle of all of this, there is a hole, a gigantic pit, bordered by a massive wall, and around it two staircases arise into a massive tower, which would be the Growling Tower. It's like nothing I've ever seen before. And the monorail is darting towards the station at Squaresville, but just before it does, it is now above the Growling Tower. Yep. I'll give up. Quick, let's jump. Release! Yeah! Now! Whee! And you guys jump off. As you jump, you, you, you've got your parachutes in like, in like a ball, and you extend them and start to fly towards your destination. You ideally want to aim for the front door, so give me agility rolls to see if you can do this. The 15. 8. Miney gets off to a great start. Your parachute comes out and opens up, the, the wind hitting it with great force. It opens up and you are now gliding with absolute gracefulness. And whereas Grimald, you're actually just flipping around. <laughs> your legs just, just flipping around like a crazy nutcase and swirling around like a tornado. And you see the front gates of the Growling Tower open. A squadron of robots come out, uh, all, all pointing laser rifles up towards you. And as they do so, a hail of fire comes up towards you. It's going to be extremely difficult to dodge this fire. But, Miney, you can give me a reflex save to dodge this and Grimald a luck roll. <laughs> okay. I got 23 because I burnt some luck. A 16 with the burnt luck. So, Miney, with a combination of skill and luck, you manage to dodge out of the way of this fire. Some of it is your gliding technique, which you're using, but um, in addition to that, some of them just absolutely miss you by an absolute hair's breadth. Whereas Grimald, it's all luck. <laughs> you're just spinning around like a mad cunt up there, and these lasers are just missing you by sheer luck. Whoa! These robots' aim is spot on, but somehow they're not hitting you, and you don't even know how. <laughs> but now, you're getting closer and closer to your destination, and both of you can try to give me an agility roll to fly towards your destination. 17. Nice. 11. Miney, you're staying on course, and Grimald, you are now, uh, you've now righted yourself, and you're heading Sweet. towards it. Sweet. Um, as you do so, the lasers are coming in faster and faster, so give, both give me reflex saves to not be hit, please. Oh, oh. 22. 22 as well. Yes. <laughs> okay, both with 22s, you yeah. manage to, um, just as you get towards the bottom, lift your legs up and avoid fire that's coming nice. in. You are now right at the front door, but in front of you is a gigantic stone door with intricate carvings of the three royals all over it. The robots are now lining the stairs which encircle the pit below, but the two that are right next to you um, point their guns at you and just and start screaming Intruder, intruder, intruder The three royals will be absolutely bloody annoyed Well I'm going to uh, just go straight for trying to push open the door Now give me a strength roll to open the door 16 push open the door and it is an incredibly heavy feat to do but the lasers are still coming in thick and fast both of you give me reflex saves uh 15 21 you guys once again ducking the laser fire run into the uh three royals 
tower. And once in there, you can see these three floating women goddesses just arguing amongst themselves. So I fucking said to you, listen to me, listen to me. If you turn around, just actually open your ears and then suddenly the arguing stops as they see you and one of them just says shut up shut up shut up right who are you and why are you parachuting in here no time to talk we're um, thrown inspectors right get them and, and the laser fire starts up again. What do you want to do? Run straight for the central point of the room, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. the throne. Yeah. Okay, both of you give me agility rolls, please. Uh, 11. Hey, 20. <laughs> okay, with 20, um, Grimald, you manage to run right up to the throne, dodging all the laser fire and not getting hit by a single thing. You're fast as lightning and you're now there, but you're stood underneath these three towering women and they are absolutely, absolutely, completely infuriated, all arguing amongst themselves, fighting each other. But you realize at this point, you didn't have a way to get back. Oh shit, now what? Zavia, I'm here. As you yell this, a portal opens up behind you. you and now, Miney, as you catch up to Grimald, you can see this portal next to him. It worked, Miney, it worked. Look, it's the gateway. You've helped me. Marvellous. I'm going to rugby tackle him into the portal. Now you land on the marble floor of Queen Sam's castle. You're now behind the throne of Queen Sam's, but obviously it now belongs to Owen Lean. You can hear him laughing. <laughs> this is the absolute best. What a great time I'm having. Anyway, you, uh, you over there, boggling, fungling, fight each other. <laughs> Wee! He doesn't appear to have noticed you because he's having such a fantastic time. And he's like, oh, 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 oh. glugging some lovely wine. He's like, what? <laughs> oh, why? Why am I so great? Ah, oh, life is so fantastic. <laughs> okay, while all this is going on, I'm going to sneak into a position my with my two hand axes, and I'm going to try and go for a swift movement where I go around the front and just like kind of pull them across so I can set the scissors and just open them up. Yeah, throw it up. Okay, give me a sneak roll, please. Swing in, uh, 20. Yeah, with a 20, yeah. <laughs> Super sneaker, man. With a 20, yeah, you sneak up right behind the throne. You can now hear his, his fat blubbering um, uh, like an upset tub of jelly as he's going... <laughs> I love it when monsters fight for my amusement. All hail King Owen. La, 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 la. Oh. <laughs> Lovely wine. Mm. Oh, what a day. It's a good thing this will never end ever. Party's over. What? Attack. Give me an attack roll. 28. <laughs> <laughs> 21 damage. <laughs> I think it's safe to say that Owen is dead. Have that, you pen pusher. And his body just um, slumps to the floor. The sword that allowed him to control all the monsters leaves his hand. Uh, Marnie's going to pick up the sword. Mighty runs across the room, picks up the sword, and as you take hold of it, one of the monsters, the only monster that is that is able to actually speak with human language, looks at you and he goes, Master! It is the Phantom of the Opera. 
It's it's a guy with a white mask on and a black cape and a very nice suit, and he goes, "You now command all of us. What? We are your monster army." What? Uh. uh. <laughs> Stop singing. Okay. Um. Set him free. Go home. That would be nice. Okay. You're all free. And you you evil fiends. Thank you very much. And you see him being the first one swing across a chandelier. And he goes, <laughs> goodbye. And then you see all of the monsters just run out of the room. was a, uh, a new adventure was sort of written by me but what we did is we were using the American survival guide American. what did you guys think of it love it I thought it was awesome <laughs> it was it was crazy 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 Mike can do one <laughs> yeah I so know, right? <laughs> what happened was is obviously we lost the adventure last time so we had to obviously completely redo uh, and rewrite that one so that was kind of annoying um but uh, we you know what essentially we did last time was kind of do uh, the american adventure but this time we had to redo all the encounters and stuff yeah. and, and and make it different so these guys wouldn't know what was going to happen so um they the, the annoying thing is there's the whole twist with them going to america um, they they knew that was going to happen, but the the uh, everything that happened within was different. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. Did you guys like it? I love the, it. You, you, yeah. This um this American Survival Guide is written by a bloke called Reed Reedzilla San Filippo, mm-hmm. and he's a very genius man. So Great this name. is essentially what it is is a a, um, a post apocalyptic campaign setting and source book for uh, Dungeon Crawl Classics, and and it is fucking awesome. It really is. So obviously, Miney is from that world, and he had. Uh, I gave James like some briefing on the world and stuff beforehand, so that he could. Because obviously, you're from there. Yeah. And one of the big differences between America and DCC is American characters know about the world a bit, mm. and DCC characters they're supposed to be dumb fucks who barely <laughs> travel. Got a clue. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I like about it. I, and I, I think that your character was really fucking cool. It's nice having somebody that's a bit capable for once. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, well, yeah. not Grimble, because he's just completely out of his well, comfort zone. Grimble's <laughs> Grimble. Grim- he's Grimble. Grimble's capable. But the thing about him is is that he's... He, he, the, the characters in DCC, or player characters, aren't world-weary, are they? Yeah, that's right. And that's that's what I, I like about... It's, it's, fun, it's a fun change of pace playing somebody that knows about shit. Do you know totally. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I loved it. Yeah, and having him on the party was very fun. So I hope, hope guys, uh, hope, hope uh, listeners like the new Miney. Yeah, I got a new Miney. Miney. Yeah, new Miney. He's back. He's back, kind of. He's kind of back. He's kind of back. I feel I would have liked to have met Grimbot, if I'm honest with you. He sounded like he was a love. Yeah. Maybe you'll tell me more about Grimbot. Well, we, uh, one of our original plans was that we were going to have Miney be a robot. Yeah. But the the unfortunate thing is I didn't want to have to put effects on his voice every time. Oh, God, yeah. So, so it'd be like, like, oh, that'd be a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, sorry for the delay. 
Yeah, sorry everyone. I hope you enjoyed this one. Yeah, yeah. I already do. Thanks it's been for a the lot patience. of fun to, uh, to do. Yeah, thank you for the patience, and I hope the uh, the little bonus tidied you over until then. Yeah, um, but let's do some contact info. Oh, if you, you want to contact us, you can do, and that is tabletoptwats at gmail.com. Also on Facebook is facebook.com forward slash tabletopt. Also on Twitter, which is at tabletoptwats. And we're on Google Plus, just search for us on there, yep. and we're also part of the Nerds International community, so you can search for us on there too and come chat with us, mm-hmm. and you can talk to other shows, such as RPG Brewery, which uh, he's, a, he's a good guy, isn't he? What, the brewery? Yeah, the brewery. It's actually a person and and a brewery. At the yeah, same he's time. Actually, yeah, he's actually an inanimate object, but is now animated. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, figure that one out. Figure that exactly. out. Yeah, I don't know. And also, if you want to sling us a buck... Oh, how yeah. do you do that, James? Well, what you do, right, is you uh, get your money out of your pocket... And oh, then yeah. come and visit us. Yeah. You put it in a catapult... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And you sling it to us. You're going to have to work really hard with that. Especially That's what if... them things are that have been hitting my window the past couple of days. Yeah. Pound coins. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that was just... Dot com forward slash tabletop twats. Of yeah, because we always said you should go to patreon.com forward slash tabletop twats, but James is he's putting this new thing where people have to catapult money towards our houses. Yeah. I'm not yeah. sure I agree with it, but James is part of the podcast and we got to let him we do gotta let him, Yeah, we've got to let him have his little moment, haven't we? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, and if you do donate to us on Patreon or fling money at our houses, you will become a character on this show, such as the jukebox aerial badger release of course <laughs> Zovia the massive goddess yeah Zovia the massive goddess or Jason Connolly or Luke Enyart who were the wizard and the scribe that yeah. were in this episode and in previous episodes so yeah uh, chuck us a buck if you want because it's definitely oh, yes. worth it alright <laughs> see you later everyone bye shit I fucking knocked my mic bye everyone bye <laughs> <laughs> I'm bloody serious. If Grimmy and Miney aren't in a bloody dungeon in the next episode killing monsters, I, 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 I'm quitting. I'm quitting. End of story. I mean it. I mean it. You bloody bastards. Goodbye. Goodbye.